Hey and welcome, welcome to Waffle Free Storytelling. It's Tina Constant here and you know the jibber jabber is all at the end, which means we're jumping right into this week's story, which is called The Worst of Good Intentions. And now, it all happened in a small place called Midden. Midden was an odd little town in the middle of nowhere. I have to tell you, if anybody found it by accident, <laughs> they left on purpose. The people who lived there, though, no matter how hard they tried, they couldn't leave at all. Honor your history! The old woman who lived at the edge of the village would grump. <laughs> you are where you belong. Well, Rafifi had been born and raised in Midden. But her parents were determined that their only child would leave the strange and stagnant town. They themselves had tried to leave when they were much younger. But like everyone else who had made the attempt, they hadn't got far. As you can expect, Midden wasn't a happy place. And that wasn't a surprise. Any place where people feel trapped isn't a good place to be. And so, after much discussion and planning, they decided that Rafifi's 21st birthday was the day that she should go. When that day came, Rafifi was terrified. And who can blame her? If everyone else had failed, what made anyone think she would succeed? But her parents were determined. We can tell you everything we know they said. You will get further than we did. And they handed her a brightly wrapped package. Inside that package was the finest pair of hiking boots Rafifi had ever seen. They were light and they were waterproof. They were strong and flexible and they molded to Rafifi's feet like a second layer of skin. And they were tough. And with all of that, they were also beautiful. They had bright red laces, a fur lining for comfort, and were polished to a high, glimmering sheen, so much so that Rafifi could see her face in it. <laughs> My great-great-grandmother made these boots, her mother said. She handed them to her daughter and so on down to me. They're good boots, my love. They will see you right. So, before the sun was fully up on that new day, Rafifi's parents packed a backpack with everything she would need. They gave her a map of the forest as far as they knew it, and only one instruction. Never take those boots off your feet. Well, with fear and hope in their hearts, they watched their only child step into the dark forest with nothing but a small flaming torch, her boots and her courage and her wits. Glancing back at the town only once, Rafifi put her head down and she stared at her boots. Show me the way, she whispered, one step at a time. And she began to walk. After what felt like miles, Rafifi finally began to see specks of light come through the trees. The sun was rising. People in Midden would be waking up and starting their predictable daily grind. <laughs> Pushing thoughts of turning back out of her mind, 
Rafifi kept moving until the forest went dark again and night fell. It was only then that she stopped in a small clearing marked clearly by her parents on the map and she lit a fire. She was just about to put a pot of tea on to boil when an old man stepped out from the trees. Oh, while to Rafifi he looked at least a hundred. His skin was worn and his hair was lank. He had no teeth and his right eye was missing. Do you have enough for two? He said. Well, Rafifi immediately pulled up a log and offered the old man a seat and poured him a cup of tea. After a few sips, the old man sighed and he said, those are beautiful boots. Where are they taking you? And Rafifi shrugged and she said, I don't know yet. <laughs> and the old man smiled. I was like you once. And then he began to tell her the story about his life. The things he knew, the things he had seen, the places he had been. The story was so full of loss and sadness, broken dreams and regret, pain and loneliness that it almost broke Rafifi's heart. The old man finally smiled and pointed to his ragged boots, worn so long that they were held together with shredded bits of string. <laughs> I've never taken these boots off my feet, he said. But if I knew what I know now, I might have taken them off. But, he said, I got them from my father, who got them from his father. There's a lot of history in these old boots. We've walked a lot of miles together. They remind me of home. And with that, the old man thanked Rafifi for the tea. He stood up and he disappeared into the forest. Well, at first Rafifi was confused. Then she was worried. She left the fireside and she followed him to the edge of the clearing. Where are you going? She called into the dark. Why are you leaving? But the old man was gone. Rafifi came back to her fireside and she pressed her feet deeply into her boots like they were her parents' arms. Suddenly the night seemed thicker, the trees seemed darker and the wind felt colder. Her fire was not burning bright enough. She put more sticks on and more twigs and she huddled her jacket around her. And after a while, she fell asleep. When she woke... The forest was still so thick and dark that she didn't know if it was dusk or dawn. What she did know is that she wasn't alone. Sitting by the fire warming his hands was another old man. Rafifi couldn't tell how old he was, younger than the first man, but older than most people she knew. His body was bent, but his hands were hard and his eyes were sharp. Do you have enough for two? He said, jabbing a bony finger at the kettle on the fire. Her Rafifi couldn't lie. <laughs> she was happy to see another human being, no matter how miserable he seemed. <laughs> she filled the kettle and made a cup of tea. And after just one sip, the man began to tell his story. Like the old man before him, the story was one of loss and pain and regret and frustration. But he was also angry and bitter and full of resentment and fury. 
The more Rafifi listened, the more she couldn't help but feel the two men must have known each other for their stories to be so similar. When the tale was done, the man stared at Rafifi's feet. You should take those boots off. They don't belong on your feet. Well, at first Rafifi was startled. The man was almost rude. It was then that she noticed the ragged boots on his feet. They were old, not as old as the first man's, but getting there. The string tied around them to keep them together was still new and tight. Are those your boots? Rafifi said. Where's the person who wore them before you? Well, the old man scowled and pointed at Rafifi's boots. Are those your boots? Where's the person who wore them before you? And with that, he disappeared into the forest, leaving Rafifi alone and confused. This time, Rafifi did everything she could not to sleep. But she had no choice. Soon her dreams came and took her over. Those dreams were of whirling dervishes, spinning and burning things, forest fires and nightmares. She didn't know how long she slept. It was the clink of cups that woke her. And there, by the fire, was a young man about her age. He looked familiar to Rafifi, though she couldn't say why. Well, good morning, he said. <laughs> Do you have enough for two? Rafifi couldn't trust herself to speak. The man just smiled and said, I see you've been here for a long time. Rafifi frowned and then looked at her hands. Her skin was worn and thin. Her nails were cracked and split. Her hair was long and dank and her legs were bent and so, so weak. She stared at her boots and she rubbed and scrubbed and spat on them to get them to a high gleam and then she stared at the reflection of her face. It was lined and grey, weathered and weary. Rafifi couldn't tell how old that face was, maybe 80 or 90 or 100 years old. How is that possible? she said. And she told the man how she left town with boots that her great-great-grandmother had made, who'd passed them down until Rafifi had got them from her mother. She showed the map her parents had given her, made tea her parents had dried for her. She had heeded their words and she had kept those boots on her feet. The young man just sipped his tea and looked at her boots. So I guess you've never taken those boots off then, he said. Can I see them? Feeling confused and bewildered and suddenly very, very old, Rafifi took off her precious boots and handed them over. The young man grinned, and without so much as a pause, he gripped those boots in both hands. He stood up from the fire and he ran into the forest. In a panic, Rafifi gave chase. She didn't know where she was going or how far off the path she went. She followed that man into the dark. She launched over logs and scrambled through thickets. She ripped out roots and the undergrowth in her way. She didn't stop until she came to the edge of a cliff that looked over the widest, bluest, brightest sea that Rafifi had ever seen. And there, standing with his back to the forest, was the young man. He held Rafifi's boots over the cliff. Rafifi was just about to take those boots back when the man said, Stop and think. What do you really want? 
Where do you really want to go? Feel the ground beneath your feet. Without the warm protection of the boots handed down by her parents, Rafifi felt hard rocks and sharp sticks and jagged stones beneath her feet. She also felt cool grass, soft sand and delicate mud. The young man put the boots on the ground between them. You can wear them if you want to, he said, but where you put your feet is your choice. Then he lit a small fire and he put a kettle on to boil. Take a moment, he said. You've come a long way. Join me by the fire. There's tea for two. <laughs> Rafifi looked out over the ocean for a long, long time. The wind that came off it was soft and hard all at once. The sun was bright and warm. The earth beneath her feet seemed to hum. Stretching her toes towards the flames and resting her heels against the cool rock, she stared out over the biggest horizon she had ever seen. Then Rafifi finally noticed that the young man's feet were also bare. What's your story? she said. Where are you from? How did you get here? <laughs> the young man smiled and he said, The past is the past. My history is history. It's not my story. So let's talk of today. And maybe if there's time, we can talk of tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Folks, I put this one in the little weird category <laughs> oh man brew yourself a mug of something delicious share it with the people you love and um, make sure on your little journey through life you're wearing your own boots and not walking too much in the shoes of others your story is your own story right oh hey drop around to www.com tinaconstant.com and join me there for all sorts of shenanigans <laughs> in the meantime have yourself a glorious beautiful week and i'll see you next time <laughs> bye bye now <laughs>